In the busyness of our day-to-day lives, it is important for us to find balance and make good use of the things that our bodies and our souls need without going overboard. So in today's episode, we are going to unpack the virtue of temperance, which helps us to have a well-balanced life. Uh, We're going to talk about other virtues like meekness, humility, modesty, and a few others. So we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome back to our fourth episode in the Virtue series. Fourth and final. Fourth and final. And I hope that the series has not come across as like, here's all the things that you might be bad at. Um, <laughs> as we as we read and, and as we like prep for the each of the episodes, I know I read through it and I'm like, well, I'm not good at that. and I'm not good at that. But hopefully it has been an encouragement in highlighting areas where the Lord is calling us to grow. Yeah, no, and I... When I go back and I watch the other podcasts, I'm like, oh, I hope that didn't come across as preachy. Uh, But I think the thing with virtues um, and practicing the cardinal ones or any virtue is just staying committed to the cause, knowing that it Mm -hmm. is, uh, it's about the perfection of our soul, perfection of our minds um, that lead us to God. And so um, I hope more than anything, it's come across with like helpful tips on how to work on these in our own lives, but also just that encouragement to just keep going. It is a every day, all the time work. Day by day. Yeah. Exactly. And that the virtues are not bonus content for Christians. I think that's the, that's the thing that has stuck with me the most from that first episode that we record with um, Dr. Luke Arredondo was this is not an extra (laughs) This is something that we're all called to grow in and that by God's grace and the Holy Spirit, we we will be able to to do that. So uh, today we're going into temperance, uh, the fourth and final of the cardinal virtues. And I'll go ahead and read the definition from the catechism, because like Mickey and I were saying before we started recording, the catechism just says it really well. (laughs) Really good. So from paragraph 1809, temperance is the moral virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. It ensures the will's mastery over instincts and keeps desires within the limits of what is honorable. The temperate person directs the sensitive appetites toward what is good and maintains a healthy discretion. Do not follow your inclination and strength walking according to the desires of your heart. Temperance is often praised in the Old Testament. Do not follow your base desires, but restrain your appetites. In the New Testament, it is called moderation or sobriety. We ought to live sober, upright, and godly lives in this world. So basically, this is the cardinal virtue where we moderate our appetites um, and our desire for pleasure, and it helps us to set healthy limits on good things. Yeah, absolutely. And like two two words that come to my mind when we when I think about temperance are just self control mm-hmm. and then balanced life. Yes. So and I don't think I um until I really started studying like moral 
philosophy. Um, I just thought temperance is like, don't have too much of this thing. Yeah. Like know where your stop point is. Yeah. And when I really started to read and understand that the virtue of temperance helps us to be balanced individuals and like what that means, uh, it just kind of opened my eyes to, okay, you know, because it allows what this allows us to do, it uh, allows us to engage all of those parts of um, our body mm-hmm. um, with discretion, right? And, and there it said healthy discretion um, to feed my mind, to rest, to exercise, to enjoy pleasures, which is something that we can do. Yes. But not too much. Right. You know, so making right. sure that we have a good balance of rest, play, work, prayer, mm-hmm. um, to really be well-formed, well-balanced individuals. Absolutely. And I think we all instinctually have a craving for balance. And we live in a culture that takes us to extremes. But where I think we all find peace and joy and uh, just the ability to function as a, as a healthy human is in that, that place of, of balance. And it's, it's interesting, like as you, as you read about temperance, um, that it, it really involves all of the virtues mm-hmm. that, that you, you don't just do it on its own, but, but that it, it really ties everything together, which is really good. So in the article that you wrote, and we'll uh, link to it in the show notes, um, you broke down all of the like sub-virtues that are part of, of temperance, which is always really helpful. And I highly encourage everyone to go and read the articles from, from Mickey and our, and our CET, because yes, you can go read like Thomas Aquinas or Yusuf Pieper, but um, for me, it's very helpful to get like the translation and the, <laughs> the, the simplified version of these things. So th- those articles really are helpful. But one of the first ones, and it's just such a funny word to me. <laughs> it is. Um, I don't even know if I can pronounce it correctly, but I'd, I'd love for you to unpack it. Shamefacedness? Yes. Okay, cool. Can you <laughs> that tell us what, what that is? That is what St. Thomas Aquinas uses. Yes. Um, and basically what it is, is it's a virtue that helps you back away from things that are evil or mm-hmm. not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you have a thought about or you've done something wrong, it's common and I would say a normal response to feel bad or to have regret or to feel guilty. Um, and really that just means that your conscience is working. It's when we get to a place when we do something bad and we don't have that, mm-hmm. there is no regret. There's not a recognition recognition that I have messed up and I need to do better. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of just sum this up into like we say it in the Our Father like, help us to like avoid the near occasion of sin. Right. So being aware of uh, where my limit is mm-hmm. and knowing I ah, shouldn't go there. Yeah. You know, I need to learn to avoid those things where I know I fall. Yeah. Is that kind of like connected to having a well-formed conscience? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That Absolutely. Makes sense. And I think too, like one of the things I was thinking of when, um, when I was going back and reading these things is uh, it made me think like as in my role as a mom too, do I help my kids recognize when they like, I think we all know that there are situations that we struggle with. Um, Like if I'm really, really tired, it's harder for me to be calm Mm -hmm. and peaceful. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting enough sleep Uh, or even like with my kids, like, okay, before we tackle this thing, like before we do chores, which can sometimes lead to disobedience and fighting, are they fed? Um, have I filled their bucket emotionally? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they tired? Yeah. Like, do they need 10 minutes? Because, and I think one of the things 
um, as a parent is really trying to help your kids navigate like, okay, well, here's, so part of a balanced life is doing our responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But um, if you know that there's something that's already, um, we call it itchy, like my soul is itchy, you Mm -hmm. know, what can we do to get to a better place before we accomplish these tasks so that we can do these tasks well or do these things well? And so really learning how to help my kids know, like, mm, am I at a weak spot? What do we need to do right now yeah. to help you be stronger? Right. So that way we can avoid some of these behaviors or some yeah. of these things. No, that makes sense. So to, I guess to get practical and to, to look at like, well, what, where do we see this play out? So like with food, we need food. Food is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Food is wonderful, but too little or too much of that is bad for yeah. the body. It's bad for the soul. We get into gluttony. Um, or just not properly caring for the temple that God has entrusted to us. Rest is good. Rest and recreation is a good thing, but too much of it and too little of it are not good for us. Um, those are the the two that just come to mind. So yeah, like helping our kids know like, okay, I have responsibilities that, that need to be done, but also like, do I, do I need a minute for self-care? Do I need mm-hmm. to go to a, a spa day? Do we say that? Yes. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's going to a spa day after this uh, episode. It's a Mother's Day gift, so I am so excited for her. If Mickey did a spa day every day, you know, maybe not the... (laughs) I don't know. After after today, I may be like, I need that all the time. Right? (laughs) Right? It's like, I need therapy. I need my massage therapy. I need my spa days. All those things. But there's a a truth to Mm self-care. And I think just as moms, like, there, there can sometimes be this guilt like oh no I, I can't take time for myself but when we don't take care of self mm-hmm. then it's it makes it a lot harder to care for those who have been entrusted to us so um so yeah like finding that balance and I don't know if I'm like making this up but I feel like I heard someone say recently that like temperance is the Goldilocks virtue I may have just made that up or like heard it <laughs> I think it sounds know, great but it's like it's just right like everything is just right it's not too hot not too cold it's just right, right. don't quote me on that but um but yeah like I, I just see so much good in that like in the way that we um take care of ourselves mm-hmm. and the way that we care for our children and also in marriage how important it is to to keep that um that virtue in mind yeah and I think too like when we examine our life thinking about all the things that we have and I like to think of like categories so mm-hmm. Like work, um, prayer, leisure, and am I is that well balanced? And yeah. I think sometimes as a as a mom, as a woman, I really struggle with not enough leisure mm-hmm. and too much work. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, kids, we can't play that board game right now because I have to do the kitchen. I have to do the dishes or there's <laughs> right. laundry to be done. Right. And knowing that, yes. There is a time for work, and maybe work encompasses a lot of our mm-hmm. time. But we still need time for leisure and play. Right. Uh, and as moms, play with our children. Uh, and that's something that um, I really had to work on, is just taking the time to just do something leisurely. Right. Right. You know, right. To sort of refresh. And so I, I'm terrible at temperance. I've, I don't feel like I have that I'm balanced, but I'm working on it. Yeah. And then trying to teach my kids how to do the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I really like that. Should we break down some of the other sub virtues? Is there like, so for example, in the article, you break down like humility, modesty, 
abstinence and fasting and meekness. Can you unpack meekness? Because I think that a lot of time, and maybe we talked about this, and I think we did talk about this one in another episode about um, Marian virtues, Mm -hmm. that sometimes we hear meekness and we associate it with weakness, Mm -hmm. or at least that's where my mind jumps sometimes. But like, what is meekness and, and how does that relate to temperance? I would say just on a very simple scale, meekness um, helps us control our feeling of anger Mm. and it's a, it's a gentleness. So it actually takes incredible, incredible strength to be a meek person, Mm -hmm. like uh, recognizing that feelings of anger aren't necessarily bad. That's mm-hmm. just what they are. And sometimes we have righteous anger. Like we're angry about things that we should be angry about. And it's easier to lose control when we're angry. Mm-hmm. So being meek in our response to those things that I guess are like um, feeding our emotional state, mm-hmm. right? Um, to be able to tame that and respond in a way that addresses the real issue under the anger right um in a way that's most appropriate and that takes a lot of Mm self-control and so i would say being meek is one of the hardest things and requires Mm -hmm. the most strength because i think we all do a lot of things in in um the tornado of anger Mm -hmm. things that we regret how we speak what we say um and so it's just a matter of calming down to address the issue um in a way that is appropriate appropriate. to the circumstance instead of like automatically taking it to the extreme that makes sense that Uh, makes sense one of the things that um i used to do all the time and i did this really great when i was a teacher in the classroom because there were moments when i'm like super frustrated Mm -hmm. and so i would i would take my like meekness minute i'd take my (laughs) jesus breath and i'd be like y'all gotta take a minute and i in the middle of class i would just stop and I close my eyes and I would take a deep breath in and I would be like, breathe Jesus in, breathe Mickey out. I love it. Uh, and I wouldn't say that out loud, yeah. but I would say it in my head. And that just even that helped me to realize that don't respond in a way that you, in your very human, very, very human way that you mm-hmm. want to right now, that mm-hmm. to just take a minute to um, allow Christ to come into that situation yeah. to respond. Yeah. Although it got to a point where I'd, I would tell my students, like, yo, I'm getting really frustrated. And they're like, that's all right. Just take your Jesus breath. You'll be fine. I'm like, what? That's hilarious. (laughs) They know you so well. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, we need to normalize taking a moment. I feel like that's what I'm learning in my 30s is – how to just take a breath mm-hmm. and uh, and and then respond instead of the immediate uh, sharp-tongued response, especially towards my kids. Because um, yeah. yeah, when somebody dumps uh, Legos all over the floor or <laughs> in the perfect moment, it can be difficult. But yeah. no, that that's very helpful. Um, the other sub virtue that I think can be really challenging, at least for me, is humility mm. and. I think we've talked about the litany of humility before, and I hate that prayer so much. It's so good. (laughs) It's so good for me, and I need it, and I should be saying it every day. But, man, that is a hard prayer to pray. Is there a particular phrase in there? I mean, it's kind of of a long one. All of it, from the desire of being esteemed, Mm -hmm. from the – I can't. I I try not to remember. Yeah. <laughs> remember I, said. I and it, yeah. It's. I think it's just. It's. 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 Um. 
it forces you to detach from everything mm -hmm. that you would be drawn to prioritize. Like I want, like I want people to to think that I am competent at my job. Lord, let me let go of that. <laughs> it's like, but or the the fear of being falsely accused, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, yeah, just read read the litany. Um, yeah. There was one time I got that as my penance, and I was like, "Oh, Father, <laughs> uh, can we have a redo? Redo penance?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's a sign that this is going to be really good for you." I'm just yeah. like, "Oh, thank you so much." Um, but it's it's and humility is not um, saying like, "Oh, I am nothing," and "Oh, I'm I'm such a terrible person." But humility, I think, is recognizing um, our littleness. Um, but also recognizing how how dependent on God we are for for everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how else would you unpack? No, and I, one of the things I want to say too is um, I do really struggle with humility, especially when it comes to my marriage relationships, mm. because in marriage, like you become so close to another, mm -hmm. and um, and we're supposed to be helping each other get to heaven, and part of the humility that I find um, challenging is admitting to my own failings and shortcomings. And sometimes, because I am blind to my own failings, when those are pointed out in a very loving way from my spouse, I get defensive. And it is really hard for me to be at a place where I am humble enough and docile enough to... Um, to say like, okay, I am not a perfect wife. I am not a perfect woman, far from it. And I need to be at a place where I can accept those things mm -hmm. um, graciously. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, that's um, And work on those. Uh, yeah, and I think my, my desire, and I think when people respond with like just getting defensive, it's like our pride kind of getting in the way, oh, yeah. like, hold on, no, 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 no. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm but, gonna tell you while I'm right. <laughs> but, and here's all the things yeah. I'm good at, and I'm gonna right. avoid addressing all of these things right. I'm bad at. And yeah, I just think that that, um, for me, I have come to realize like more so in my marriage that I struggle uh, with that more so than I, I would guess any other like human relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think marriage has this way of showing us, I think at least for me, it, it really showed me like how selfish I can be. And I, I am not like a very... Um, like just docile. I'm very, very hard headed and stubborn and I will speak my mind. And so I think sometimes my inclination when a fault is pointed out, even it, or even if it's lovingly, it's like, well, oh, that's what's wrong with me. Let me tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me give you your, your list of things. <laughs> let me tell you why it's not always my fault. Um, but like, I, I really see how this virtue in particular in marriage is so important because it ties together so so many different aspects. Like we look at like how we communicate with each other, mm -hmm. um, how we respond to hurts in, yeah. in marriage and the relationship, um, how we even just like take care of our home, the way that we use our finances. Well, like if we're not if we're not being good stewards of what's been entrusted to us, we're spending too much, or maybe we're spending too little in, in a particular category, that's not good. But even when it comes to like chastity in marriage, because mm -hmm. I think sometimes that can go to extremes or when we, we look at um, the marital embrace and how that how that is called to be such a, a self gift, 
Um, I know that sometimes folks will throw out things like, oh, the marital debt, and we could do like a whole other episode on the marital <laughs> debt. Like, mm. Done, future but, episode, right? right? <laughs> I'm just like, put it on our list. And if you don't know what that is, like Matt Fred has a really good um, episode of Pints uh, with Aquinas uh, that unpacks that. But not assuming that, um, that the marital embrace should be something that happens every single night and that you should just be happy about it, but that there is a there is a giving of self, there is a receiving of the other, and also doing a heart check in marriage too, like is there lust um, in the relationship? Is there something that, that needs to be addressed? And is there space within that relationship to voice those concerns mm-hmm. or, or things like that? So yeah, just knowing that like chastity in marriage is a, is a real thing and that it's not just like up until the wedding day that you're called to be chaste, <laughs> but we're called to be chaste and in other ways too, or into married life. And that um, and that if we don't have that virtue of temperance to really help us to navigate some of those things, that it will affect the, the family life. So yeah, just mm-hmm. having that, that just right balance there. Yeah. Um, and that that also requires humility yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and all of those things. Um, do you want to jump into uh, like abstinence and fasting? Cause I know yes. like, that's something that we do during Lent, but that there's also a benefit to doing that all throughout the year? Sure. Um, No, I would just say, you know, um, the with abstinence and fasting, it really just, it's a very practical way for us to, um, like basically our spiritual muscle memory, right? Training that to not um, indulge yeah. in things yeah. or to not partake in things that are good, right? right. To, basically just to say no to ourselves. Right. Like to tell ourselves like, hey, you know what? This thing, it is good and it's not bad. And I'm choosing for the sake of a higher good mm. to refrain. Yeah. yeah. And um, it does. It just like, these are, I call them like spiritual exercises. So yeah. just like lifting weights make my body stronger. Abstinence and fasting make my soul stronger. I like how you said that it's for choosing a higher good because sometimes I think we can get stuck in like I'm giving up chocolate and that's that's it. And maybe <laughs> but, I'll lose weight. And in the maybe process. I'll lose. Like, yeah, that abstinence and fasting are not. Uh, it's not a diet program. Yeah. It's not a weight loss program. It is. I'm I'm sacrificing something. And there's something like very. Um, carnal about mm-hmm. uh, about fasting like the the physical the physical suffering or discomfort yeah. of giving up something that that you love um for for the higher good or like to have that discipline yeah. of self that okay i'm not gonna go to starbucks every single day or i'm not gonna go to starbucks for a year like, yeah ooh, that's scary <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> maybe that's a sign that i yeah i don't go every day i promise you should do that and then document every <laughs> oh day <gosh>. right <laughs> right but there's Video a discomfort journal. right like find yeah. like iced coffee like that's a comforting thing or seeing like where do we seek comfort mm-hmm. in the physical um or yeah, the things that yeah. like comfort our body. Um, so maybe it's not just fasting from food. Maybe right. it's fasting from uh, streaming a movie every right. night after work, or like Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Yeah. Um, but something that causes discomfort because we're choosing a higher good. Right. Yeah, and I think even with the practice of abstinence and fasting, it's a good idea to take a look at our lives and and see the the areas where we tend to go a little bit more overboard than other areas. So if it's shopping and spending money, mm-hmm. then maybe for and a time, money. maybe for a time you're like, 
I'm not going to buy anything new. And if you really, really need a particular item, then you can say, but I'm not going to buy new. I'm going to go to a thrift store and I'm going to work really hard to shuffle through all of those things to get this thing that I need. And when we have to work so hard for something that we think we need, we may realize it. Do I really need need that thing? So, um, or if it's that you talk too much, like if you realize, "Mm, you know, I always have something to say about everything. (laughs) Maybe try really hard to give up saying anything unnecessary. Not that it's not that what you're saying is bad, but do I have to insert myself in this conversation? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And really becoming aware of those things. Yeah. Um, if you find that when you're bored, you just default to some sort of entertainment. Yeah, mindlessly scrolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. fasting from your phone for a certain amount of time or like, okay, every day after 6 p.m., like my yeah. phone goes away. Yeah, there's a discipline to to fasting. Oh, for sure. That and I I don't think we've done a, a, a whole episode on actually no, uh Luke did on the St. Philip Institute podcast. There's a there's an episode on why do we fast? And I think it was like a Lenten episode, but we can link to that one and I'll write it down so I don't forget. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be good. But uh, I think it's something worth exploring because, yeah, it's not a diet program. It's not for like, oh, I want to lose weight, so mm-hmm. I'm going to fat. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> if you want to do like the spiritual discipline yeah. um, of that, that's a, a really, really good way. And then there's some, like, even in scripture, Jesus says that there are some things that can only be cast out okay. through fasting. fasting. So yeah. keep that in mind. That's a serious, serious yes. thing. So, all right. In our final uh, little bit here, um, do you want to unpack modesty? I think, is that I the last? I would love to. Yeah, uh, let's talk about And that. it may not, there's actually a lot of virtue, sub-virtues that mm-hmm. fall under temperance, but um, I, I would like to talk about modesty a little bit because I think that when people think modest about, think about being modest, they usually only think about clothing modest and how modest. we dress, yeah. right? Which is which is great, where we should be very modest in our yeah. clothing and how we dress. Right. But um, modest really <laughs> is about having beauty and goodness of our mind and our conduct, especially in how, not only how we dress, but also in how we speak. Yeah. And I think for women, how we speak and what we choose to say can mm. be a really big challenge. Mm-hmm. And teaching that to our daughters. Because yeah. I think that there's just an age where girls tend to become a little bit more catty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really sure why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just be what happens in the home. It could just be what happens in their surroundings. Or right. it's just part of, I don't even know. Thanks, Eve. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but really learning how to um, harness... Uh, our speech. Oh, yeah. And um, what we choose to say, words that we choose, um, being sarcastic, um, yelling is not modest, <laughs> right? Uh, which is something I struggle with. Um, being really loud or bragging, you know, trying to be the center of attention. Like, mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot of people who can struggle with modesty of clothing. But I also think that there's also a huge problem of being modest in our speech and yeah. modest in our conduct. Like, is everything about my person conveying God's beauty and God's goodness? Mm. 
So not just how I look in, a, in like how I'm presenting my body, yeah. but how am I presenting in my speech? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think women have, in particular have this incredible ability to build one another up, but mm-hmm. we also have a, an incredible ability to tear each other down. And we see that in middle school and, and even before then. Uh, but yeah, keeping that in mind in, in all things. So yeah. I like and this. This is weird. I was just watching this like um, this like documentary, and it was talking about like grown women in their thirties who are having these social media fights, and the things that they would say. I'm like, and then later, one of the women was like, I had. I had no idea what I said over social media sounded or looked that bad oh, when I'm writing it. Yeah, you know, and um, I just think, yeah, and I, I don't really know what that's like for men, you know, but for women, <laughs> yeah, um, learning to like speak gently and to really think about, do I need to say this thing, mm-hmm. and if I do, what's, in what manner right. should I do that? And if right. you don't know. Ask Mama Mary, right? ask our Blessed Virgin to help right? you um, with those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a good point. And yeah, I think, especially in today's day and age, how we conduct ourselves over social media, and I think we talked about this on the last episode too, like especially within all the different debates that are happening right now, that we we really need to re- remember the person behind the screen yeah. <laughs> that, and that those words... those words can cut deep so yeah yeah, having that christ-like yeah and understanding that we are gonna have fundamental differences with people right but how do we treat the person right yeah exactly exactly well i i do want to mention again uh the article that um, or all the articles that mickey has written and her handouts for each of the the virtue series there's one in particular that i really like the um oh what is it the fasting fasting fitness Fitness, if you're Um, watching on youtube there's a i think it's really cool Because you like color in a box every day that you um, sacrifice something. And I think that's such a good like motivator for. um, So, yes, they're for kids, but also for parents, too. And uh, yeah, so check those out. Um, Look at the other um, episodes in the series um, to see those things. Um, and again, I hope that this series has been something that's really encouraging to to everyone and, and recognizing like we we all need to grow in virtue and uh, the Holy Spirit is there to help. Um, I also wanted to, to take a moment. This is our last episode um, that our video production manager, um, Nicholas Willie, is uh, is overseeing. He is moving on to bigger things uh in north carolina but if y'all would pray for nicholas and we are so excited for him but all of the the podcasts the short films um anything that you see on our youtube channel yeah nicholas has had a hand in bringing out the beauty and all of that so yes please pray for him yeah we're gonna miss him dearly a lot a lot all the prayers to him and his future and what god is calling him to so we're very excited very very excited for him and um as far as this podcast like this will probably be the last one for a minute Mm -hmm. um until we we reassess as a team and 
no one will be able to fill Nicholas's shoes, but um, but we're so grateful for for everyone's support of uh, of the institute's work. Um, be sure to check out stphilipinstitute.org. Um, look at our YouTube playlist. There's there's a lot. There's a lot, there. a lot on yeah. there. Yeah. In four years. So anyway, anything else before we? Um, no, I don't think so. And I know like um, there's just so much that we could have covered with all of these. Like we could have just spent one whole episode on like how to teach your kids how to practice humility, you know? Um, So please avail yourself to those resources. Um, If you find something that has actually been particularly helpful, share that, you know, Mm -hmm. we wanna be a people who share things that are working with new ideas. So um, yeah, I'm just so grateful for you for doing this with me. Yeah, same, same. Well, will you close us with prayer? Sure. well, I'll just do this one. Um, I wrote this little litany of humility for young people. So we'll close with that one. Very good. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. Help me to want to please you and not seek the praise or approval of others. Help me to see my own wrongdoings and not be afraid of being corrected. Help me to love others and treat them well, even if they do not treat me the same way. Help me to not be afraid of being disliked by others. Help me to put other people first and not be upset if I'm a, if I am last or unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace of a meek and humble heart like yours. Make me as holy as I should be. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.